So welcome along to Americana, the American way. I am Big John. Uh, doing this during it, doing this during the daylight, so there's a little more light in this video than normal. And if you're on the podcast, you uh, don't know any difference. A lot of interesting headlines, conspiratorial stuff, and. Uh, crazy NFL weekend if you're a professional football fan. A lot of wild finishes to the uh, playoff games. Back and forth seesaw battles. Uh, Kansas City finally beat Beefalo in overtime. A lot of different stuff like that. So, Light one up and get going here. You can find me on Gab, Twitter, and Getter at the Real underscore Big John, or on Parlor at the Real Big John, and of course all the podcast apps. It's at Americana, the American way. It's my restaurant that's gonna be closing down because Portland's friend. Oh, last night. People came in and robbed it, stole a bunch of equipment, ransacked the place. So I'm here cleaning up. You know, I honestly used to love this town. thing I fear we're gonna start out with something kind of silly um the hygiene habits of the old west wild wild west right maybe we can So, there's this old joke called bath time, or bath night, 
pardon me. And this uh, article, you know, is talking about how people used to bathe and hygiene habits, right? So the whole family would take a bath in the same tub of water starting with the oldest to the youngest so like mom and dad went first and then by the time you got to the end it was like the baby it's kind of disgusting if you think about how you know dirty people were wait till we get to the pre-toilet paper era uh but yeah people worked outside you were covered in dirt you bathed once a week, maybe twice or maybe more if you were rich, but water heaters hadn't been invented yet. So they made one tub of bath water and everyone got their bath at the same time or at the same one after another. That's where the term don't throw the baby out with the bath water comes in. Uh, this one's just kind of stupid, but before, you know, dental floss, mouthwash, uh, things like that were invented, tooth decay was very common, and dentists thought that worms inside your teeth were what was causing the tooth decay. They were eating your teeth from the inside out, so they would light a candle and blow smoke into your mouth. So that's kind of stupid. Uh, people slept in beds ridden with bugs like lice. Beds were made out of straw. And straw is a breeding ground for bugs. So you would quickly get a house full of insects. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Uh, all kinds of creepy crawlers, it says. Uh, because they would lay their larvae in the hay or the straw, uh, and um, you know, it would get, end up contaminating your food and everything. Gross. Go to the next one. Next slide, please. It's not cooperating. Well, imagine there was an era without toilet paper. How did you wipe? People used all kinds of weird things like dried leaves, sticks. They didn't use cloth because cloth was a high commodity. So you didn't just wipe with a piece of cloth. You had to kind of invent something come up with your own way so alright this January 6th committee lie is still going around this fake news story that we've already uh, heard about and um <clears throat> So, here's something that caught my eye. Michael, or yeah, Michael Cohen, Donald Trump's attorney, says that uh, 
Trump told him if one of his kids had to go to prison, quote, make sure, unquote, it's Don Jr., not Ivanka. Now, of course, they want to make this sound like Trump was planning on his kids going to jail because of whatever he was doing that was illegal. But... This was probably some off-the-wall conversation. And he was just like, Don't let my daughter go to jail. Why would you want your daughter in jail? It's, a, it's not a good place. Don Jr.'s tough. He can probably handle himself on the inside some way, somehow. Ivanka, you know, pretty, tall, blonde. Put two and two together. She's not going to have... Uh, an easy time in prison. Uh, of course, as sick as people are, if you hear about how the January 6th rioters are being treated uh, and have been locked up for a year with no trial and the gulag conditions they're living in, you know, you could say Trump's son wouldn't have fared well either, but I don't see any reason why the Trumps would go to jail at this point when there's been no evidence of criminal activity whatsoever and people have been after him for years because, let's just face it, some people either love him or hate him. Uh, Trump's former lawyer claimed Trump told him Donald Jr. should go to prison rather than Ivanka. I don't see whether... You know, anybody has a choice in that. That's pretty much up to the judge and the jury. Michael Cohen said his former boss instructed him when his children were on the verge of being indicted in 2012, Cohen was speaking to PMS NBC about probes into the Trump Organization and the Capitol riot. Trump's former lawyer and fixer Michael Cohen claimed Trump said if one of the kids had to go to prison over, fam over the family business, make sure it's Don Jr., not Ivanka. Speaking to PMSNBC on Saturday, Cohen said Trump gave him the instruction when his children were on the verge of being indicted by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office in 2012. So this goes back way before he was even president, before he was even running and let's see what the allegations were. You may recall there was a district attorney's case here for Trump Soho, where either Don or Ivanka was in very big trouble as a result of lying about the number of units that had been sold. So they lied about the number of uh apartments in the hotel building that had been sold uh, and now Donald said to me or and Donald said to me I mean it wouldn't I wouldn't say it would eh, la, 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 he's babbling it's hard for me to read and Donald said it to me I mean I wouldn't say it if it wasn't said directly to me he goes if one or the other has to go to prison, make sure it's Don, because 
because Dawn would be able to handle it. So there we are. Just like, I hadn't even read this article yet, and there you have it. You know, he knew his son could handle being in jail, where Ivanka would, you know, be subject to all sorts of, you know, bad things from the other inmates and, you know, stuff that goes on in jail. This is something I hadn't heard of. And it's from Salon.com, so it's probably a lie, but I thought it was interesting anyways. The Curse of James Garfield, a history le lesson from one of America's most tragic presidents. James Garfield, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, uh, illustrated above, yeah. If you're a liberal Democrat, you've probably been feeling cursed for a while. Every time it seems like things might get better for America, the world, or both, bad luck strikes, and the result is a massive setback. Well, if you're a liberal Democrat, you don't want the world to get better. You want it to get worse. So, anyways, just look at this decade. Joe Biden won the 2020 presidential election. No, he didn't. With more votes than any other candidate. No, he didn't. But because President Donald Trump refused to accept defeat, the momentum was soured. Oh, bullshit. The momentum is soured because Biden has dementia and can't string together five words to save the country. <laughs> All right, let's read on. Now Republicans are trying to strip away voting rights. No, we're not. We're just trying to enforce the laws and make laws so that everyone has the right to vote. And your vote doesn't get canceled out by somebody who is uh, illegally submitting a ballot. So where's the Garfield curse? Now Biden and the Democrats face the ominous prospect entering 2022 and 2024 as unpopular incumbents with historic president precedent suggesting they will lose the first of those and face a difficult path in the second. No, because they'll cheat. They're going to cheat. They're going to try to steal the 2020 midterms as many as possible. And they're going to try to steal the presidency again. Uh, as a result, I've already written about the 1934 midterm elections, which off, may offer Democrats hopeful precedent this year. Where's the curse of Garfield? Enter James Garfield, whose story resonates surprisingly well today. Garfield's tale is about great potential needlessly squandered, notable crusades repeatedly frustrated, and atrocity or atrocious bad luck reflecting most uh, squalid and stupid human foibles. In other words, today's Democrat voters may well recognize. Garfield was literally born in a log cabin in Ohio, raised by a single mother. That's kind of cool. 
who is desperately poor, that's sad, but he faced relentless bullying as a child and sought to escape through constant reading and writing. He was a very smart guy, James Garfield. A lot of uh, schools named after old Gar President Garfield, my elementary school for one. Uh, one of the five presidents from Ohio. Determined to better himself, he entered the workforce at 16, held a number of jobs. Where's the conspiracy? Perhaps the most famous of these was his discovery of trapezoid proof for the Pythagorean theorem which he pursued during his downtime while serving in Congress. Immense credit. Few presidents entered office amid more turbulent circumstances than Garfield's predecessor, fellow Republican Rutherford B. Hayes, official winner of the controversial 1876 election. Both parties blatantly cheated well, this election cycle, only one party cheated, the Democrats, uh, which effectively ended Reconstruction and withdrew all remaining federal troops from the former Confederate states and started Jim Crow, the Jim Crow era of racist oppression and segregation by Democrats, mind you. Otherwise, Hayes' term was largely forgettable other than handling his handling of the great railroad strike of 1877 uh, first of all republicans were deadlocked in appointing uh, a nominee hayes kept his promise not to run for re-election and the apparent front runner was former president ulysses s grant seeking a third term after four years out of office, he was challenged by uh, popular insurgents, Senator James Blaine, John Sherman, Hayes, Secretary of Treasury. Uh, John Sherman was the Secretary of Treasury. The party was split between the warring factions, the stalwarts, who wanted a protege to stem from the party loyalist and the half-breeds who backed civil service reform. There were also economic disagreements on tariff and currency policies and that's kind of what we have going on today. Trump put all those tariffs in place and uh, currency policy has basically been print. When you start to run out of money, print mo. It's funny how history repeats itself, right? Republicans faced obvious electoral advantage with black people in the South largely stripped of their right to vote. Well, that was actually to the Republicans' disadvantage because back then blacks voted Republican. That's why the cracker Democrats in the South stripped them of their rights to vote. 
Garfield entered the Republican convention as a Sherman supporter, not a candidate, describing the Ohio congressman as a dark horse uh, would be an exaggeration. No one following the 1880 election thought he was even in the race, yet a scene worthy of the movies. Garfield changed that with a half-improvised speech on behalf of his champion, who was so which was so well received, the delegates that he was, the the delegates. Shit, I skipped the word. It was so well received it convinced the delegates he was the man they'd been looking for. One passage stands out. Twenty-five years ago, this republic was bearing and wearing a triple chain of bondage. Long familiarity with traffic in the bodies and the souls of men had paralyzed the conscience of a majority of our people. The narrowing and disintegrating doctrine of the state sovereignty had shackled and weakened the noblest and most beneficent powers of the national government, and the grasping of power of slavery was seizing upon the virgin territories of the West and dragging them into a den of eternal bondage. Garfield and Republicans were very anti-slavery. Contrary to what Democrats will lie to you and say, Abe Lincoln started the GOP, the Grand Old Party, the Republican Party, to end slavery. Now, this I don't know what the hell the, the conspiracy or the curse of James Garfield is because they haven't gotten to that. And I'm frankly not going to sit through this whole article. But this does provide a good history lesson uh, of how you know our economic policies like tariffs and currency are repeating themselves. Do we have low or no tariffs on countries that put tariffs on our products that enter their country and their products that enter our country come in dirt cheap or do we put tariffs on the products coming in to encourage companies to move production back to the United States they talked about currency policy that's money policy actual money not your debit card currency folds and jingles paper money folding money greenbacks silver dollars coins okay when our government is running out of money when Trump or Biden when we run low on money they just print more and it has nothing backing pardon me backing it at one point a month or two ago the Biden administration's plan to back our currency was to uh, print a $1 trillion platinum coin and say this is the 
guarantee behind the American dollar. Uh, and then, of course, you know, this talks about, you know, the, the bondage of slavery, which Republicans were against. It talks about the Jim Crow and voter rights. And the Democrats are right now lying to you and telling you they're trying to pass <clears throat> this bill to, uh, they're calling it a Voter Rights Act. Everyone in America right now that is a legal citizen, and if you live in New York City, even an illegal alien, can vote. <clears throat> what the Democrats are trying to do is a federal takeover of the elections. But this, uh, you know, idea of, you know, the power struggle, you know, new territories, because we didn't have 50 states back then, okay, peoples. The new territories that were emerging in the western United States had to, you had to have two states enter the union at the same time. I know I'm holding up four fingers, but two states at a time. One free, one slave. And some states just didn't want slavery. <laughs> it, but, you know, you had to, well, then you have to wait for uh, a slave state to come into the Union. That obviously is not repeating itself. But the stuff like, you know, the Jim Crow laws that the Democrats enforced on uh, blacks in the South, that's repeating. Well, they're trying to say that Republicans are trying to bring back Jim Crow. We're not. We're just trying to make sure everyone has an equal opportunity to vote. So stuff like voter rights and uh, reinforced by law, laws are still in the debate. Uh, the Democrats want a federal takeover and they want to let anyone who wanders into the country to walk into a polling location, register to vote on the spot. Uh, they want to throw parties in the uh, Board of Elections parking lot to get you to come out and vote early. And Republicans want to rein some of this illegal voting stuff in, like ballot drop boxes, which can be anything from a shoebox on a park bench to uh, something that looks like the old blue mailboxes that used to be on like every other street corner. And we want to stop ballot harvesting where somebody drives around and says, hey, have you filled out your ballot? Oh, well, why don't you fill it out right now? Uh, fill out your mail-in ballot and I'll take it for you. Oh, and I'll even tell you who to vote for. Oh, if you don't want to fill it out, I'll fill it out for you and I'll I'll just scribble a name on it. Yeah. Republicans are trying to take away your right to vote. No, we just want to, want to ensure everyone's right to vote. Make sure our uh, people's votes aren't canceled out by someone who's doing something illegal. So, what else grabbed my attention? This fake... January 6th committee is still going on. Uh, Bill Barr talked with them. Uh, they've called President Trump's daughter Ivanka in to be interviewed. Um, 
The Hill has an article here. Trump slams January 6th panel after Ivanka interview request, quote, they'll go after the children, end quote. Uh, former President Trump slammed the January 6th committee investigating the Capitol riot after it is at, it, uh, after it asking his daughter Ivanka Trump to sit in for an interview. What did Ivanka have to do with the riot? Absolutely nothing. They just want to pick her brain to see yeah. see if she heard her dad planning this quote insurrection that was not an insurrection. It was a riot. Some stupid people did some stupid stuff. And they need to be punished. Ivanka was not there. She didn't do anything stupid. Uh, Democrats just hate Ivanka Trump because she's the true, strong, independent woman that they wish they could be. And she's really hot. Uh, it says here, quote, It's very a very unfair situation for my children. Very, very unfair, Donald Trump told the Washington Examiner in an interview for an op-ed published Friday. It's a disgrace what's going on. They're using these things to try and get people's minds off how incompetently our country is being run, and they, and they don't care. They'll go after the children. They'll go after children. Donald Trump said the House Neglect Committee investigating the January 6th events on Thursday requested that Ivanka Trump speak to lawmakers saying in a letter they would like to discuss conversations conversations she had with witnesses or participated in relate, uh, relating to the president's plan to obstruct and impede the conduction of the electoral votes, among other areas of interest. Trump never planned nor conspired to impede on the counting of the votes. Okay, senators and congresspeople from the various states that had voting irregularities, uh, problems with mail-in ballots, problems with voting machines, filed objections. The rioters screwed this up for the rest of us. That's why a lot of us on the right... feel that there were FBI and CIA deep state provocateurs involved in instigating the riot. Because had that riot not happened, while Donald Trump was still giving his speech, there would have been the objections filed and there would have been public debate on worldwide television as to what 
issues Republicans had with the way that the votes were counted. And some of the things that were done in the dark would have been brought out to the light by good, intelligent Republican debaters like Ted Cruz, even though some Republicans have fallen out with him because he said insurrection or oh, he called people on January 6th domestic terrorists. That's what it was. Uh, but who cares? If Ted Cruz, who's debated before the Supreme Court, is on American television, yes, the Democrats had the votes to override all of the objections to the electoral votes in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Nevada, uh, Nevada, okay, Michigan, Wisconsin, Nevada, Georgia, uh, I think New Mexico was in there, and two other states. Things that were done, like these drop boxes, ballot harvesting, uh, voting machines that counted like one and a half votes for the Democrat candidate and only counted one vote for the Republican candidate, or they flipped Republican votes for the Democrat candidate, and the, the Republican actually won that county in Michigan, and Donald Trump won that county in Michigan. True story, it really happened. The voting machines counted the more votes for the Democrat somehow than were actually uh, votes placed. And when they did a review of the paper ballots that were put into the voting machine, it came out that the Republican won that state house seat. And then it also came out that Trump won that county. But the machines counted, for some reason, more votes for Biden than were actually cast for Biden. The machines counted the more votes for the Democrat candidate for state legislator than the Republican candidate for state legislature. That's what Republicans wanted to show you on January 6th, but these rioters ruined it, and a lot of the senators pulled their signatures off of the objections to the electors, so the debate over those electors' uh, validity never took place. Uh, Bill Barr, uh, one of Trump's attorney generals, spoke to the January 6th committee. The chairman of the committee said, let's see what, what old Bill had to say. Congressman Benny Thompson, chairman of the House Neglect Committee on Investigating January 6th Assault on the U.S. Capitol revealed Sunday the former Attorney General spoke with investigators. We've had a conversation with former Attorney General already. We have talked to the Department of Defense individuals. Uh, Thompson said on Deface the Nation. When we asked the committee, or pardon me, when asked if the committee intended to speak to Barr about an executive order drafted and given to former President Trump that would have directed the Department of Defense to seize uh, 
voting machines after he lost the 2020 election. So there was an executive order written by someone on the Trump staff that he never signed. Uh, we don't know if he even knew about it. Uh, I would assume he read it and chose not to sign it. Let me scoot up here in my seat. Um, what the order would have done was told the Secretary of Defense to seize these Dominion voting machines, which uh, had some discrepancies and had some flaws, like the county in Michigan I was just talking about. And this would have allowed them to check those voting machines for uh, fraudulent software, were they connected to the internet where they could be hacked? Did the... Pardon me. Was the uh, memory card which holds the votes and counts the votes on the machine tampered with, uh, technically tampered with and programmed to count votes illegally? so on and so forth. But Trump never signed the order, so it'd be nice to find out where it came from and the story behind it and why Trump never signed it. But if he never signed it, why you can't hold it against him. Uh, it goes on to say, we are concerned that our military was part of the big lie. No, it's the big truth. Because the election could have been stolen in this way. You have all these mail-in ballots that you've never had before. And in a, a year with a record high number of mail-in ballots, you have a record low number of mail-in ballots disqualified. If you don't put some form of identification with your mail-in ballot, like your social security number or driver's license slash state ID number, like on your state ID card, there's a little number, you know, John is number blank, 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 blank. If, that, if you don't put that number on your ballot envelope or the last four digits of your social, the Board of Elections can't certify that you sent that ballot in, so they discard it or they put it in a pile to be counted later after they can investigate and see if you really sent that ballot in. Uh, if the signature doesn't match the signature on file, it gets thrown out, stuff like that. That's what they wanted to find out. And they never did. But it's too late. And these are things that we need to ensure for future elections. We need to have signature matching. It's one of the most basic things in our ballot or in our voting system. And I know when I was matching signatures at the Board of Elections, it wasn't like we were handwriting 
analysis, one letter in the signature on a petition had to match the signature that was on file. You could have 20 letters in your name, and as long as one of the letters in your signature on the petition matched what was on file, we counted that. But you've got some of these ballots that came in that just had a scribble. They had a name instead of signature in cursive, which I know some people don't know how to write in cursive anymore. But if you didn't have a signature in cursive and printed your signature, usually that's an automatic toss out. A lot of these ballots had, you know, the person's name printed instead of signed, or their signature was just a scribble mark. So that those are the kinds of irregularities plus the the fuzzy math counting that the voting machines were doing. So what else is in here? Talk about Christian cinema and uh the future queen of Norway here in a minute. So Kristen Cinema, she uh, held out along with Joe Manchin to keep the filthy Democrats from destroying our uh, filibuster. The Democrats wanted there to be a straight 51 vote or 51-49 vote to pass any law through the Senate so they could get this federal takeover of our elections implemented. And Cinema even said even though she is for voter rights, she's not for destroying a age-old Senate tradition that would allow for the party and the minority to demand a 60-vote supermajority in order to pass a law. And a lot of Democrats are mad at her, so much that her home state Democrat party uh, censured her. It says here, the Arizona Democrat Party has voted to formally censure Senator Kristen Cinema, Kristen AZ Arizona, Arizona is is a red state. You got pretty lucky. You can always come to come to the light. Come move away from the dark side and join the light side of the force. Or as Yoda would say, join the light side of the force you can. Uh, as a result of her failure to do whatever it takes to ensure the health of our democracy, end quote. The party said Saturday. The announcement came just days after Cinema opposed a change to the Senate rules that could have moved the Democrat Democratic backed voting rights legislation, voting takeover of elections, federal takeover of our elections. No more power to the states to run their own elections. Federal bureaucracy taking power. That's what this is. You still have the right to vote. 
if you're a legal tax, not even a taxpayer, a legal American citizen can vote any damn time they want. Uh, goes on to say here, quote, I want it to be clear the Arizona Democrat Party is a diverse coalition with plenty of room for policy disagreements. However, on the matter of the filibuster, that's what this boiled down to. She was against doing away with the filibuster in the Senate. Matters of the filibuster and the urgency to protect voter rights, or voting rights, pardon me, the urgency to protect voting rights. Your right to vote is already protected by the Constitution of the United States, state law, and federal law. All right? In fact, a majority of people of color or minorities or whatever the term is that I'm supposed to use to be politically correct, the majority of minorities, we'll just say, support voter ID at the polls. Democrats, as a party, are opposed to it because they want Tom, Dick, Harry, Larry, Curly, and Moe to show up not on, not in the, not on the ballot books, not in the poll books, not registered to vote, no ID, and they want them to cast a vote, and then they want to hurry up and shove that ballot into the counting machine, so their ballot is counted with yours, mine, everyone else's, and now our votes count less because people broke the law and voted. Republicans just want to make the law is fair to everyone. They want to make longer uh, early voting periods in some places. They want to make access to voting easier. We just want to do away with these silly drop boxes on every street corner, park bench. We want to do away with ballot harvesting where people get a list of who's requested a mail-in ballot and then going to their house and collecting the mail-in ballot and maybe even filling out the mail-in ballot for them. Those are the things we want to make sure don't happen again. And by blocking this filibuster, uh, by blocking the change to the rules to do away with the filibuster, Cinema and Joe Manchin are going to keep this horrible federal takeover, federal hijack of our elections from happening. Again, states should control their voting uh, laws. We're not going back to the days of Jim Crow where it was segregated who was allowed to vote and who wasn't. That's a bullshit lie that the Democrats and the media are telling you. What is happening is I can go during early voting if I'm a filthy Democrat and at the Board of Elections parking lot, they're throwing a party. They got free barbecue, free sodas. They take a big old uh, tour bus that seats 50 people and they get five or ten of them and they drive people to the polls. That's fine. 
But what they say is, hey, get on the bus. We're going to a party. There's music. There's food, free food. Go down to the Board of Elections and get a free meal, a barbecue. We got a DJ. Oh, yeah, it's a big old hootenanny party. That's what Republicans don't want. We don't have a problem with you taking a busload of people down there and voting early because Republicans will go out and vote on election day. What the Democrats are doing is they're wink, wink, nudge, nudge, quote, on air quotes, bribing you to vote with, hey, there's a party down at the Board of Elections, and oh, by the way, you can vote while you're there. That's what they're doing. Along with many other dirty tricks like ballot harvesting and filling out ballots for you. Funny illegal stuff. So, to end on a lighter note, uh, there's a buzz going around the internet. This is from a website called She Knows. Never heard of it before, but I read an interesting uh, headline. It caught my attention. It says, the internet is buzzing over how stunning the future queen of Norway looks in rare photo shoot. Uh, so the future queen of Norway, uh, I guess just recently turned 18-ish. Let's see here. Well, our timelines are more often than not flooded with new pictures of the British royal family. The internet is buzzing over the Norwegian royal family. Specifically, the internet is buzzing over how gorgeous the regal princess Ingrid Alexandra of Norway looked in her coming-of-age photo shoot. Uh, says click here to see photos and I clicked on her Instagram she's a, a very pretty lady uh, Ingrid Alexandra of Norway uh, they posted a series of photos with the caption in Norwegian translated into happy birthday to princess Ingrid Alexandra the princess turns 18 today uh, so uh, Norway's got a beautiful looking queen on the way someday <laughs> is what that boils down to uh, in the first photo we see the princess and they're very tasteful photos by the way this isn't some like you know girl in her house taking selfies in her underwear and putting them on Instagram uh, she's wearing a sleek black dress wavy hair uh, looking off camera, followed by a snapshot of her smiling for the camera. The third photo, we get a close-up of her radiant smile. So, congratulations on uh, turning 18 Princess Ingrid Alexandra of Norway. So... Check her out on Instagram if that is your thing it's my thing I checked it out she's she's probably a nice lady very conservatively dressed very uh, professional looking well-groomed hair lovely smile 
and she's the future queen of Norway. So with that, God bless y'all. Keep it real. Find your own information. Don't believe what's in the press and the media and the rest of their fairy tale lies. Um, you know, they're not telling you the truth. And that's sad. Walking down this, day. this was me a year ago, highly motivated, chasing and my dreams, pursuing my passions. And now, a year later, this is me still on that grind, boy. You thought this was. You thought I was going to give up? No. The day that I die is the day that I stop chasing my Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. He will never change. But you put God first. We in them Raider colors, them dark Vader colors. You always in them hater colors. I bet you scared of the dark, scared of these Raider fans moving like sharks. Hey, that's overcooked right there. It's been pretty stressful lately, huh? Sort of, kind of. Let's do something simple. Let's do it. Make some toast with me. All right, let's make that toast, girl. Got some butter. Gotta have the... Hope everybody has a good week. Happy Monday. Fine. Yeah. than the U.S. per capita. Why is that? I don't think that's true. That, that is true. And you I said this morning that the White House said the U.S. passes South Korea in virus testing. Who are you with? Uh, uh, Yahoo News. And it's not true per capita. Uh, do you want to respond to that? Do you, if you have the starting to see as we're seeing virtually as the months go by other groups that can be involved and, and seeing it in children is really quite disturbing when you say other close contact give me some examples well for example if if the close contact of a that last little soundbite was dr falsey talking about how children could get aids from their parents by touching the same surfaces as their parents sound kind of familiarity bye bye folks <laughs>